Welcome to the Mind Your Body Podcast, episode number 15. This is your host, Jacob Andre, and today I'm talking to chiropractor Jacob Brady-Walker. This is the first in a four-part series on men's health for the month of November while I participate in Movember. So if you want to know more about men's health, in particular in regards to your back and neck pain, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jacob Andre, and for over a decade, I've trained everyone from children to elite athletes to move better, feel better, and perform better. While a thorough understanding of fitness and nutrition is vital, underpinning that is mindset. And I've come to discover just how important it is. I've worked with literally thousands of people, and more often than not, it's the ones who win the mind game who succeed in the big game. So, how do they do it? This is the Mind Your Body Podcast. G'day and welcome to the show. My name is Jacob Andre. This is the Mind Your Body Podcast. And today I'd like to welcome to the show chiropractor Jacob Brady Walker. So, Jacob, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Jacob. So, this is the first in what I intend to be a four part series on men's health. And it's all for Movember. So, I've decided I'm going to participate in Movember again, which is all about men's health, uh, in particular prostate cancer and depression. Um, but it's just about getting men to speak uh, and go and get checked out, I suppose, um, but just allow them to open a conversation. And that's what we're doing today. So the first person Absolutely. I thought of was you, Jacob. <laughs> Thanks very much. I take that as a big honor because uh, I know that you're in, in the space up in Darwin and uh, you would have a lot of contacts. So thanks very much for thinking of me. Yeah, well, so let's get into how we met. So we met doing an NLP course, Neuro Linguistic Programming, uh, through Biz North, which was Annette and Doug, and we've had Annette on this show before, actually. Uh, but you're now, you've moved away. Whereabouts are you, and what are you doing with yourself? Yeah, I moved back home from Darwin. So I grew up in Ballarat, which is in country Victoria, about an hour and a half northwest of Melbourne. So I'm back home in some cold weather at the moment. It's supposed to be spring, but that's why I moved back here. We get actual seasons, hot, cold, everything in between. Um, in the meantime, I have started working with one of my childhood chiropractors. He's uh, been a fantastic mentor over the years and uh, just loving practice in with a bunch of other chiropractors who we can bounce ideas off and uh, talk about these interesting cases and keep our, keep our skills sharp, really. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been back for? It's been a couple of years now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been two years now as of December. So it's been, we're settled back in. We've got two little girls, the oldest one's going into prep, and um, which is also part of the draw to be back here, family, um, and a wider variety of people that we see. But uh, I've got to say, I do see more guys than women, and it's appropriate that we're talking about men's health because they're the ones who tend to not take care of themselves as well as women do. Yeah, what is it that you see? Is there a particular theme that comes up or an injury or um, ailment that comes up more often than others? Yeah, so most of my male patients are a bit older, so they're middle-aged and above mostly. And there is a distinct theme of them having destroyed their bodies while they were younger, you know, just uh, whether it was they're a plumber or an electrician or carpenter or something and just not taking care of themselves or addressing injuries that were happening, or they've just 
always run into the middle of the pack when it comes to footy and um, not giving themselves sufficient time to heal after an injury. And what I'm seeing is that the results of that are things that you don't want to have. So wear and tear is something that, you know, you assume that you're going to have a little bit of when you're older. But um, I had one guy in two weeks ago and he turned around and said to me, the, the look on his face and the way he said it will stick with me for probably forever. But he's looked at me and he's said to me, I never thought I was going to get old. Mm. And, and I think that's pretty much the attitude that most guys have. Uh, even when you're in your 30s or 40s and you think that you've uh, gotten through your invincible phase, people still don't take care of themselves when they're in that phase. It normally takes something big where you're completely knocked flat on your back for people to go, oh, maybe I should do something about that instead of addressing the little things that just don't feel right. And I think that's probably one of the biggest difference when it comes to men's health and women's health. A lot of women are much better at going, huh, that's not right. I might go and get that checked. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Once you go down that road and everything has set in, if it's been building and building and building, it's so much harder to undo that. So, yeah, when these guys do make it into our office, we've got our work cut out for us to try and undo years and years of uh, hard work. Yeah, and is it typically just years and years on the same sort of thing that keeps recurring or does it seem to be, you know, as well that it's many different injuries yeah, definitely. So there are, there are the big injuries, of course, and, you know, a lot of the time we can't avoid them, you know, car accidents or footy injuries or that sort of thing. But we also see a lot of, uh, yeah, very regular, very uh, repetitive things. So if you're at a desk all day, that's worse for you than being out on, the, out on the site doing hard work because your body's actually getting movement if you're out on the site. And movement is one of these nutrients that your body needs for it to be able to function properly. If you're having all your veggies and all that and you're getting all these zinc and magnesium and selenium and all the other vitamins and minerals, that's fantastic. But if you miss out on that magnesium, for example, you end up getting cramps and your body just doesn't work properly. If you think of movement as the same thing, it's a nutrient for your body, if you're not getting enough of it, then you end up with issues. So that's where we see desk workers having really, really stiff, tight necks and low back because it's not getting movement. And when it does, they try and overdo it in one short hit instead of that regular, consistent bits of movement to free it up. It's like gorging at the end of the month when you haven't eaten all month. Yeah, I really It's not going to be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I like that analogy of comparing it to a nutrient and saying that you need it. Um, do, so... What is there much you can do or do you just need to get away from sitting at the desk? Can you still continue to work at a desk and do things? Or yeah, definitely. Definitely. So standing desks are getting relatively common. I know that when I was up in Darwin, there were a few uh, government bodies who were very happy to give the people working there standing desks. They were fantastic. Um, so that's a great step but even failing that setting a timer on your phone or on your watch for every 20 to 30 minutes 
and standing up and moving away from your desk for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, something as little as that and doing a few stretches and twists when you do that, it's as simple as that. If you're doing it something as regularly as that, it, um, it makes things much better for your body. Yeah, you just mentioned doing twists. Tell me about twisting for the spine. Is that a good thing to do? Can be. Can be, definitely. Uh, twisting is just one of those movements that the spine should be able to do. But, you know, we don't want to push it too far, um, and definitely not when, you've, when you're carrying a big load. So if you're carrying 20, 30, 40 kilos on your shoulders or in a, in a backpack or something like that, you don't want to start twisting because that's going to load the discs up and that's how you're going to injure yourself. But um, like a, when you stand up, you give yourself a bit of a wriggle, twist the shoulders to the left, twist the shoulders to the right, you're unlikely to cause enough force and enough, enough damage to cause any problems. Mm, yeah, I've always thought twisting was quite good and I've, I've always tried to do it and whenever I do mm. do it, I feel so good afterwards. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how good you can feel when things are just moving properly, right? Yeah, oh, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me, so I know, I know you think a bit differently, same as what I do, and so I want to ask <laughs> you about, you know, like the whole universe and, and let's start to take it into the woo-woo slightly. Tell me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> people always say that um, money causes back injuries or you've got back pain because you've got money problems or whatever it might be. Tell me about that. Okay. That is a bit of an odd one. I've not heard, I've never been asked this before. <laughs> um, all right, let's bring it back. So money causes back pain, maybe, uh, but I would have to put it in a stress context. The stress over money could bring you issues, but those issues can be far and varied. So one of the things that we have happening these days is that we are all under so much stress, just regularly and consistently. You know, we were designed to have five minutes of stress. You see a saber-toothed tiger over there, you run away, and you either escape, in which case, whew, stress over, or you get caught and stress is over just for a different reason. These days, with the, we'll go with finances uh, as the stress, it's pretty constant. So, you know yourself, if you've had a massively stressful day, you go home and you can feel that tension in the shoulders. Mm. Yeah, that's just a short-term um, response to a decent amount of stress that day. If you've got something consistently happening, your body gets used to that and your cortisol levels go up, your, uh, your brainstem, there are a couple of uh, different nuclei in there that get your stress mode up. If they get used to being there, that's it. It changes your entire chemistry and it makes you more sensitive to pain. Back pain is going to be one of the uh, issues that you might find. High blood pressure is another one. Sleeping issues, that's another one. And, yeah, the list will go on and on and on. Mm. So I've been to a chiropractor in the past and yep. a long time ago I had a whiplash injury from doing surf lifesaving in and doing the specific event of beach flags. So for anyone that doesn't know, you start facing the opposite direction laying down on your tummy and you get up and you sprint 20 metres in the opposite direction and you've got to dive for a little bit of hose in the, in the sand and you've got all these other people diving around you. And so... I, 
I was diving for this hose one. Actually, this happened on three different occasions. But I was diving for the hose, and the sun, uh, the, the sun, the sand whips up, and you kind of like naturally pull your head back to try and not get it in your eyes, and you end up, you know, hurting your neck. And three times I had to wear a neck brace because of that. Later on in life, when I then started studying, um, going back to uni while I was teaching, and I was studying the psychology, and it was between 2010 and 2013. And I started getting massive neck pain because I was constantly mm. at a desk. And I was constantly had my head in textbooks and so on. And really what made that go away, although I was getting regular massage and chiropractic treatment and also physio treatment and cupping and gliding and so on um, and stretching, what really eventually made it fully go away was stopping the study, um, which is why I asked the question earlier. But that what ended up happening when I had an x-ray was that the vertebra so you know how your spine obviously uh, just for everyone out there your spine's made up of these little kind of um, like blocks and the one at the base of my neck and top of my upper back um, if you looked at the inside of it it was slightly pointed forward had a point on it Um, so between those two vertebrae it had um, they were kind of pointing back in towards my neck uh, in towards my I suppose um towards your throat throat yeah kind of area Um, yeah and so that was then causing sort of it it makes me swallow funny (laughs) i have a i have a loud swallow and uh holly my partner you called me up on it when we first met and said you swallow so loud um so I, i i just bring that up because it's it's something which happened so long ago but it still has all these effects later on in life and if i don't stay on top of my upper back and my neck area and I continually move and I do I don't have to stretch all the time but I do need to continue to move and if I do something which I'm unconditioned or unaccustomed to it it just locks up and I can't move my neck and it just I won't be able to turn my head so I just bring that up as a bit of a story that I have in regards to um, back pain and neck pain Mm, yeah absolutely and that's exactly it once you've had a big issue your body's going to go, oh, there was an injury there, and it's going to try and stabilize that part of the body because it's got this fantastic memory where if you're under stress again, your body can't be going, oh, but we've got to be careful of this, we've got to be careful of that. If you've got stress, it's all about surviving the next five minutes. So your body locks it down, keeps it safe and stable. But because of that, it doesn't get that movement that we were talking about before about being a nutrient. And if that joint there isn't getting moved, your body goes, oh, well, it's not really moving much. We don't really need to waste energy on maintaining that joint. We'll just pack a little bit more bone in there. That'll, that'll keep it uh, stable. And then we don't need to waste energy on it. So that's where the extra bone comes in. It makes it more stable. But then when it does go to move, yeah, you're going to feel quite stiff there and a little bit sore there. Um, The other side of that is that it also makes the joints above and below work overtime because they've got to make up for the decreased amount of movement that that joint's going to have. Mm. So that also means that, you know how, uh, all right, let's go back to the food thing. Kale, for example, can be fantastic for you, right? If you eat and eat and eat and eat and eat kale, you're going to get a buildup of the kale's natural toxins that are there to stop you from eating so much of it. It's a natural defense of kale or lettuce that stops us from eating too much. So too much of a good thing is a real thing. 
And this is the same thing with movement. If you have too much movement in those joints too consistently, it's like it almost becomes toxic. So you end up with issues from that. Mm, so, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> which is why it's important that you look after that area that's not quite right because if you keep that functioning really well, it takes pressure off the entire area. Yes, so I've, I can just hear all the people out there listening going, okay, well, we need, we're told constantly we need to move more. Now Jacob's telling us that <laughs> be careful on how much you move. What do you say to those people? What's your response? Oh, definitely to that? get moving. Get moving. Get out and get exercising. Definitely. It's going to be unlikely that you're going to cause too much damage. Um, you know, if you're training for a, mar- for a marathon, you've just got to make sure that you're getting rest time as well. Have it scheduled in. Um, I think a lot of footballers get to the end of their career and they're just, well, they're kind of a bit of a mess because they've been having their entire career based on pushing through this, pushing through that, and maybe just pushing a little bit too far. So there is so there is such thing as overdoing it. For the weekend warriors, for the rest of us, it's unlikely that you're going to hit that kind of a level. Yeah. So when I was going to see the chiropractor initially when I first had this whiplash injury from the beach flags, and it was in the mm. early 2000s, one of the things he got me to do was to turn my wrist in, wrist in a certain position and put one finger to my thumb and make like a bit of a circle shape and then yep. tried to pull them apart and he was able to not do it with most of them and then one of them had just pulled apart quite easy and there was nothing that I could do. I thought he was performing magic <laughs> on me. <laughs> what, what's going on there? All right. So when you're looking at that sort of thing, so the nerves that control certain movements, they're going to be coming from certain parts of the neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once you fix the issue along that nerve, whether it's in the neck, whether it might have been an elbow issue, take that pressure off the nerve muscle gets the signal nice and strong. Strong signal means you get what your body's getting you're gonna be let me say that again. If your body's getting a strong signal from the brain, it's gonna work properly. If there's interference along there and it's not getting a strong signal, the muscle's gonna be weak. Whatever is on the end of that nerve isn't gonna be doing what it should be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Right. So base of the neck, right where you said you had that whiplash and that start of degeneration there. Yeah. Guess where the nerves that control that movement with your hand, guess where those nerves are coming from? Right at that spot at the bottom. Base of the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So was he just maybe seeing if there was um, movement in the neck again or if if it was being blocked? Absolutely. So one of the studies that I saw last year talked about having, it was about the weight of a 10 cent piece resting on a nerve. What happens after it was only 10 seconds of that, the nerve function, the strength of that signal drops by 70%, Mm. which is massive. If your brain's not getting the signal out to that muscle properly, that muscle's not gonna be able to function properly. But take that weight off, and it was only the weight of a 10-cent piece, for God's sake. Take that weight off, take the pressure off. Suddenly, things start working properly. So that's what he would have been looking for. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Because, so chiropractic is more about the, the nervous system, isn't it, as opposed to the skeletal oh, system? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. We've got a big reputation for necks and backs, and that's because we work with the neck and back, the spine, because of the way that it can influence the nervous system and how the brain and body are actually able to talk to each other. Yeah. Which, you know, what does your brain control? Oh, everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, you know, chiropractors, you know, that's why we've got the reputation as back and neck. But that little bit of extra depth is why we work with the back and neck. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So for anyone out there who's listening and they've got some back and neck pain, let's let's base it around men and middle-aged men, as yep. you said, you mostly yep. work with. What sort of advice would you give them? What do you think is the best thing that they can do? So in this month being all about men's health, what do you suggest men do? Go and get checked. Go, go to your GP and get a good once-over with them. Find yourself a good chiropractor who's going to look after you because, let's face it, we've got stressful lives these days. All right? Chiropractic is a good way of helping your body deal with the stresses that we're constantly bombarded with. So I don't care if you're in Ballarat and seeing me or somewhere else, go find yourself a good chiropractor because uh, in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, everyone should have a chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> so go get a chiropractor, get yourself checked. Even if it's a little niggle, you might find that you don't have to live with a niggle. And if everything is feeling fine, great. Keep it that way. It might just be a checkup every now and then to keep it going perfectly for when you get to 70, 80, 90. I, I intend to live to 120 and I want to be happy about it, which is why I'm looking after myself now. Well, let me tell you about that. So let, I've been etching mm. to get into the woo-woo stuff with you a little bit because so, <laughs> I know you'll, you'll give, feed me back a little bit in my um, passion for this. So one of the things that I came across... And it was on the internet, so but it was pretty legitimate, a pretty legitimate source. So it was saying that the a child that's born today, so you've just become a father again for the second time, yep. just recently yep. in the last two years. Um, is that right? In the last two years, did I get that correct? Yep. Yeah, perfect. So a child that's born today is expected, with everything as it is right now, to live to I believe it was a hundred and sixty. That's massive. So I was just thinking oh, God, I yeah. wanted to live to 100 when I was a kid. I thought that would be awesome. My grandfather is 92. His mother lived to over 100. He's looking like he's going to do it quite easily. He's starting to get a bit more frail now, but uh, I think I, I can't see him not being here for at least another eight years. Uh, so he'll definitely live to 100 in my opinion. Um, but I, my intention is to live to 160. That's without even looking at what medicine evolves into and technology allows mm. medicine to do in the next hundred years. So imagine, oh God, yeah. you know, it's just freaky. Would you like to live to a, a hundred and sixty? And like, it's just, it's unbelievable. Oh God, yeah. I think uh, if you look after yourself properly, yeah, you will probably be able to do that. We've got enough people working on it enough brilliant brains working on it that they're going to be able to do some pretty amazing things. There are a few barriers to that, though. We are living in a pretty toxic environment. Um, the food that we're having is like, covered in all sorts of crap that we just don't know how it affects us. Um, when you look at one chemical and how the body reacts, it might come up safe. 
But what they don't study is how they interact. And a lot of the time, it's the interactions that make chemicals, when put together, make them toxic for us. So I think uh, I don't think most people are going to make it to 160. But I reckon uh, there'll be enough of us who do mm, yeah. to make it worthwhile. It's gonna, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I just... <laughs> That's what is that? I haven't even done the math yet of what that puts us into. Two thousand. Well, think about it. You're <laughs> two hundred or something. Yeah. Well, you're what thirty? I'm thirty-four. Something thirty-four. So you've still got one hundred and twenty-five years to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you're not even a quarter of the way there yet. It's kind of exciting. Think I of it of, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of and, like that. And how old are you going to have to work until? Yeah, well, see, I, I hope you're doing something you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind <laughs> doing, you know, what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to be a fitness person at 150 <laughs> and still training people. That would be hilarious. But, um, but you know, I'm sure I'll evolve in life and change. But I, I can't imagine ever not working. I kind of enjoy working no, for purpose. Yeah, and yeah. I reckon I'm I'm one of the lucky people who actually enjoys what they do day in day out. I don't know how I would go if I didn't enjoy it. I mm, no, I yeah. see it enough, but no, no way. If I get sick of it, I'll be changing and doing something else. Because all right, I'm gonna have to redo my plan so that it counts up to 160. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. gonna be fun. <laughs> so people might be asking, why is this chiropractor talking about nutrition so much? I just want to just quickly mm. introduce your wife, who is the the Cosmo hippie. Uh, yeah, how's all that going? Yeah, very good. She's actually gone back to practice as well. So she's got hands-on with patients in Ballarat in a different practice to me. Um, but, yeah, her cookbook came out, I think, about two years ago now. Yeah. But, yeah, very much uh, gluten-free, refined, sugar-free, organic where we can. Uh, any meat that we eat is grass-fed or hopefully locally sourced. It's Yeah, she's doing great. We eat well. We eat clean. Yes. It's very much about eating real food instead of food products. Yeah, yeah. I wish we could spend a lot more time talking in so much more detail about all the stuff that you know, but we are going to start to wrap it up because we are on a tight time frame today. You're a very busy person, so I'm just grateful to get <laughs> half an hour of your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. But All right. And, and we'll certainly, if you want to flick me through um, – Leandra's contact details we'll put them on as well oh, definitely. I'd love to be able to get her on the podcast at some point as well I will definitely hook that up cool so before we wrap up I always finish off with 10 in 10 10 questions and you've got 10 seconds or less to answer each one so right, I've cool. written some stuff some dot points as we've gone as everyone who is a regular listener knows uh, you can go into as much detail or as little as you like. This is the first time, however, I've put the 10-second cap on it. Most people don't go over 10 <laughs> seconds anyway. But nine questions are from what you've said, and then there's one that I ask everyone, which I absolutely love, and you can go over that one if you like. <laughs> right, go. So you up for it? Go for it. All right, first thing that comes to mind, Ballarat. Home. Treating men. Interesting. Sitting at a desk. Painful. Movement. Fun. Nutrition. Interesting as well. Neural pathways. Life. The mind-body connection. Oh, more life. <laughs> Fatherhood. <laughs> uh, 
complicated. <laughs> well, I'm a bit scared of what the next one's going to be then. The Cosmo Hippie, the Cosmopolitan Hippie. Oh, yeah, no. Love. Love, good. And the last one, which I ask everyone, if you could go back in time or forward in time to any particular time, you could meet people if you like, would you choose the past or the future and why? I reckon I'd choose the future. Uh, I reckon 50 years because I don't know who I would meet there, but I'd be very interested to see what the world of health is doing, what the world of business is doing, because let's face it, other than health, business is my other big interest. I think we're in for a massive couple of decades. I mean, with Elon Musk doing all of his fun stuff and he's only the famous one. There are so many thousands of businesses and entrepreneurs who are changing the world in big, big ways that we can't even predict. It's going to be amazing. Mm, I watched his uh, segment on 60 Minutes the other night. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I I missed it. I'm going to have to go back and find it. Yeah, definitely watch it. Very interesting man, Elon Musk. Yeah, I reckon I go to the future and see what's happening and how they've tackled some of our big issues because let's face it, people are not getting healthier these days. The world is not getting better environmentally. It's um, it's very interesting. But on the other hand, statistically, we're safer than we've ever been. We have more wealth distributed all across the world, better than what we ever have, less famine across the world. I think, uh, yeah, we've got some big issues, but we're seeing some really good progress on other things. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely the future. Interesting. Jacob Brady-Walker, thank you for joining me on the Mind Your Body podcast. My absolute pleasure, Jacob. Speak again soon. Are you frustrated that no matter how much you try, no matter how good you plan to eat, no matter how much you intend to exercise, you just can't seem to stay on track with your health and fitness goals? Do you feel like your best of intentions to have more energy and feel better about yourself results in having even less energy and feeling down? What if there was something you were missing? What if eating healthy was actually enjoyable? What if you looked forward to exercise? What if moving more could actually be really easy? I've put together a free ebook just for you, detailing the strategies for having more energy and feeling better about yourself. And I want to give it to you absolutely free. To get instant access absolutely free, simply visit jacobandre.com. That's J-A-C-O-B-A-N-D-R-E-A-E.com.